What up, YouTube? What up, guys? Welcome, welcome, welcome to my podcast, episode 29. 29. We're about to hit 30, and it feels good. Feels like it's it's taking a while, but we're getting there little by little. Um, Yeah, I really like doing these podcasts. One of my favorite things to do on the channel, on both channels. So, yeah, if you're new here, please go hit that like button. Hit the like button, and also go... Listen on Apple or Spotify, either one, whichever. And please, if you rate it, that would help me immensely. That would kick up the algorithm a little, you know, get more ears on these podcasts. Um, if you're new here and you don't know what we talk about, we talk about a lot of shit, but we mainly focus on depression, anxiety, you know, uh, Mental abuse, physical abuse, all kinds of abuse. We talk about sadness. We talk about a lot of dreary shit. And at the end of the day, to be honest, I'm a happy person. I just enjoy talking about the darker things in life. The things that people don't, you know, want to think about. But I do, because I like it. I like it. I live in the darkness. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Come to talk with you again. So anyway, today's episode, we're going to be talking about... Um, I'm going to tell you some stories of times when I thought, I can't do it. I can't do it no more. And I just wanted to give up. And I just wanted to... You know, I wanted, I was suicidal. And I wanted to say, fuck it. But, obviously, I pulled through. I got through it because I'm here. And uh, I'm still here. Living happily, very happy. Um, you know, it's life. It's on and off. Sometimes you're happy. Sometimes you're sad. Sometimes things happen that deter you and make you feel shitty, uh, kind of ruin your spirit. But it always seems to come back to you. You always kind of find yourself again and find that happy place. And, uh, you know, you, you, if anything, you get stronger from it. You grow. You you learn, and you become braver, and you become a frigging machine. Um, yeah, we're, I'm going to try to recall every time I ever felt like, you know what, I don't want to be here no more because this shit sucks, and it's, it's bullshit. You know, it does get better. You just got to wait. You got to get through that rough patch because you're going to have a million of them in your life. And some of them are going to be really bad. And some of them are going to be really good, you know. Sometimes you're going to really um, enjoy life. And you're going to look back and you're going to say, why was I feeling like that? Why? Why? Why did I want to throw it all away? Well, you know, it's it seems easy to kick the bucket and say goodbye. It seems like... A no-brainer, right? I mean, what's wrong with dying? You get to be free. You get to... We don't know what happens after life, but I assume you're not in any pain. You're not paying bills. You're not stressing. You're not being hurt by anyone. I assume that's what happens. I don't think you have to pay rent to live in heaven, which I don't know if I even believe in heaven. It sounds a little crazy to me. kind of believe in reincarnation. I believe you come back in a different body. With a new life, with a new grasp on things, but who knows? 
Nobody knows. You know who knows? People who are dead. That's who know. But we can't ask them because <laughs> they're not here. All right, so um, I'm going to tell a couple stories. Then we're going to – we might listen to a song or two. And, uh, yeah, man, please leave a comment. I really appreciate the comments. Um, let's let's tell a story of when I was a little, little boy. I was – what was I, like 15? No, I was younger than that. I was, like, 14, 13, something like that. And I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend. Uh, one of my first girlfriends, and I was super, oh shit, super excited about it, super happy, you know, back when you used to get excited about having a relationship, you still do, but it's, you only get excited about the ones you know are something real, and you know, lately I don't get excited, I don't feel anything for anyone in that way, you know, not that strongly, but I'm, I'm waiting, hoping to see how I feel. But, you know, you don't always have to be with someone either. I feel good being alone and happy and doing whatever the heck I want. But also, you know, talking to people here and there, testing the waters, seeing what I like, what I don't like. I'm at the age where I'm done just, you know, messing around. Anyway, so I'm going off. I'm going off, which I tend to do. Is this recording? Yes, it is. Good. Okay. So I was like a kid. Obviously, the girl was like a kid. And we didn't see each other too much. At the time, I was kind of annoyed by it. Her mom didn't let her out of the house. She was very strict. Now, I totally understand. I mean, come on. I wouldn't let my daughter out either. With some weird skateboarder crazy dude. So anyway... Um, you know, we're dating for like a year and things start to get kind of shitty. I was very crazy back then. I would get mad and jealous over the dumbest things. So dumb. My God, when I think back about it, I cringe. I would get mad about the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest things. Teenager shit. You know, things when you're a kid, you got to learn. You got to learn. And that's why you go through that. That's why you live and date and learn anyway why am i talking about this this has nothing to do with the story basically she tells me i want to break up i met someone they live far away they don't live close which is good for her because she's she can't date them anyway because she ain't really out of the house because she's kind of young so hey the guy lives far that's great i get to talk to him be with him and I don't have to actually commit to seeing him because I'm not allowed out of the fucking house anyway. So anyway, um, I'm exaggerating. She's allowed out of the house, but her mom just, you know, she was too young to be dating. So she tells me that, and I was like, no, that's not true. Don't lie. Why are you trying to hurt me? And she's like, I met someone online, and I like them, and I want to break up with you. And I was so hurt. I was so hurt. You got to remember, I'm a kid. I'm a young buck. I, I haven't been getting hurt like that yet. You know, it's new to me. And uh, so anyway, I didn't believe her. So she has the guy call me. What is this fucking thing? <laughs> Who would have a guy call your ex to prove that they're real? So she call, he calls me and he's like, hello? And I'm like, who's this? And he's like, this is Cindy's boyfriend. And I was like, what the fuck? 
fuck? And I forget if I freaked out or not. I think I just hung up. But I was... Did I just say her name? <laughs> I did. It's okay. It was like 20 years ago. We have since then gotten cool. So anyway, um, yeah, that hurt me. That really hurt me. As a as a young adolescent boy. And at the time, you think, oh my god, what am I going to do? My life's over. I really like this girl. I cared about her. Bro, you're a kid. You're a kid. And I get it. I get it. It hurts at the time. You're young. You don't know. You're, you're stupid. You're... You're growing. You're growing. And of course it's going to hurt. Of course it's going to hurt. So then I went... I remember getting really, really drunk. I would steal beer from my mom. She kept it in the basement. I would steal it. I would take some. And I would drink it in my room and watch stained videos. It's been a while. And, uh, yeah, I remember that really hurting. And I called her house. And I was arguing with her brother. Calling him names. And I felt really suicidal. I felt like. Yo, bro. This sucks. This hurts. It didn't hurt that bad. You know, I, it lasted like two or three days. Back then, you bounce back quick. You, you, you get over shit quick. It's not like when you're older. You kind of hold on to it. You kind of fester in it. But when you're younger, things like that hurt. The, my thing was, why did she have him call me? Hearing, hearing your new boyfriend's voice is never a good feeling for anyone. And he had a real country accent, so I knew he was he lived far away. He was like, Hey, my name's Billy, or whatever the hell his name was. I don't remember. Anyway, that was a time I remember that really hurt me and made me feel kind of like, you know what, fuck this shit. Let me die now. Just a petty, petty thing, really. And, and now looking back, it's like, what the hell? But I still stand by what I said. You don't fucking get your new guy to call your old guy. That is messed up. Not cool at all. That is some sick shit. So, yeah, man, that's one story that sticks with me that I remember forever. Um, another one... One where I really actually did attempt suicide. I uh, used to have these house parties because I had a band and we would always practice. We would always practice and we would always have a bunch of people over. We would have like a party. And uh, this one instance we had practice and then we started drinking and hanging with our friends. It was like chaos basically. I was about 16, 17. And uh, so my friend leaves all his band stuff at the house. Lou, that's you. You know, he's not going to bring his shit home every time. And uh, the party was ending, and I left the house to go walk my friend somewhere. I forget. And my mom calls me freaking out. Where you at? Get home. And I was like, Ma, I'll be home in a minute. I'm just walking my friends somewhere. Relax. Because the house was a mess. I left it. Not the house. Just the basement. We would stay in the basement. You know, there was beer cans everywhere. You know how it is when you party. It gets messy. What are you going to do? So she is furious. And I'm like, I'm coming home. Relax. Chill out. 
So when I do get home, I find her. This is after everyone left, too. I find her bringing all my friend's band shit, his guitars, drums, all his shit, roughly, uh, not so delicately, putting it on the sidewalk outside in the street. And I'm like, what are you doing? This ain't my shit. You can't do that. And I noticed a chip on one of the guitars. She chipped his guitar. Lou, <laughs> I hope you're not watching. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm thinking, like, all the instruments are damaged. This ain't even my shit. I only knew this kid for, like, six, seven months. And my mom's, like, destroying his shit because she's crazy just because I went out. Break my stuff. Break my stuff. Don't break his. Please. I don't want that on me. So anyway, I'm like, what are you doing? I start bringing the stuff back into the house, and then I notice a chip on the guitar. This is a Flying V Jackson. The point, the bottom of it, has a chip on it. Lou, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> I think you forgive me, though, by now. You, I never told you, and you never noticed. I was like, please don't notice. So anyway, I that really fucking bothered me. I was like, how am I going to tell this guy that I barely know? I knew him for like five, six months, which isn't that long. Not to be breaking all your shit, you know. <laughs> uh, and that shit is not cheap. It just made me so depressed. And I didn't want to think about the thought of facing my friend, telling him that my mom was putting all this shit out in the street and basically damaging it and i was like i was drunk i took a lot of pills i don't know how many i don't even know what kind of pills they were and the next morning well i i was throwing up throughout the night too after i took them and the next day i remember i could i tried to get up i could not stand up at all my legs were dead my legs were dead meat. Couldn't stand up at all. I was crippled, paralyzed. Um, you know, I tried to stand up out of bed. I just fell right back into the bed. I'm not even. I didn't even fall into. The, it's hard to explain. I didn't fall into the bed because I couldn't get up at all. My legs were dead. So I was like, "What the fuck?" And I just I laid and I just slept like the whole day away. And eventually I started to be able to stand a little and then it went away and I could stand, but that was crazy. So I really just, I was trying to end my life because I didn't want to have to face my friend with knowing what my mom did. And, you know, he never even noticed anything was ruined. It wasn't really ruined. It's just coming home, seeing the visual of her putting all that shit out in the street, instruments that are not mine, it just really fucking fucked me up. Really made me worried. Oh my God, how am I going to tell my friend about this? You know, what the hell? Blah, blah, blah. So, but yeah, I was okay. We did have to, I made my mom take me out. We had to go buy a wire for his guitar pedal that got damaged and I was like I wanted to kill her and she was very apologetic she felt bad like she does when she sobers up mom 
never learned your lesson. Don't drink. You act like a lunatic when you drink, but it's okay. I forgive you. So anyway, that was that was a, a very probably my most closest attempt to suicide ever. Um, because it, you know, it it was hard. I didn't want my friend to know about it. So, yeah, man, the point of this podcast, basically, not even basically, like literally, is to tell you guys that no matter what the fuck happens, no matter what bad happens in your life, it's okay. So, a couple other instances where I felt like, you know, I want to give it up, I want to throw it in, I want to... Something I talk about a lot on this podcast is my ex-narcissist and uh, just a lot of the mental abuse, you know, the name-calling, the gaslighting, the throwing other guys in my face, the discard, um, the just the back-and-forth cat-and-mouse bullshit, really dark, dark, dark time in my life where I couldn't find a way out. I couldn't find a way to be happy. I was so stuck on trying to win someone back that would never love me again, uh, never did love me, never did love me at all. Uh, Just loved the supply I gave her, the way I made her feel. And I didn't know that at the time. I didn't understand that. I didn't know what a covert narcissist was. But uh, you, you all knew I was coming to this. If I if I tell stories about times I wanted to throw it away and be suicidal, this would be the episode that I talk about this because it was a dark, dark time, the worst time in my life, um, the most painful time in my life. But so I'm not going to go into details about all the stuff that happened. If you want to hear that, you could listen to the other episodes. Although I never really fully told everything. You get the point of what happened. So, um, I was at work one day, going through this rough, 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 rough time, feeling so sad, feeling so hopeless, feeling, you know, like, just get, I wanted to give up. I wanted to fucking kill myself. I wanted to end it. I wanted a way out. And that's what it usually is, suicide, a way out. You know, I can't deal with this pain. The only out of this pain is death. And that's what I was going to do. So I remember being in, in next to my boss. And he's he's kind of a depressed dude, too. We always joke about how we want to just, you know. And, uh, you know, we were talking and I was telling him about how I'm sad, and I don't know what to do, and I just feel fucking hopeless, and I remember tearing up in the aisle, he started tearing up, and it was a big gay moment, I'm just kidding, but it was sad, and we were talking about how we kind of just wanted to, you know, throw it away, so I had this plan the whole day, not the whole day, the whole night, I work overnight, I'm gonna go down lakes, which is a park, it's, you know, it's just this big grass park. It's not like a park with swings and stuff like that. It's a it's a whole area. It's a whole woods-type park thing. And I was going to go there 
Well, I did do this. I, I went there after work. I took a fresh box cutter blade, and I was, you know, I walked there peacefully. It's a good distance from my job. Walked there with my headphones on peacefully, thinking about what I'm going to do. And I get there, and I walk around the whole park, just thinking, trying to figure out, you know, is there any other solution? Is there any other way out? Is there any other way to get over this? And I couldn't come up with nothing. The only thing I could come up with was death. And so I find a little spot. And I sit there. And, you know, I, I'm trying to cut myself. Trying to do the old wrist slit thing. Uh, but I just couldn't push myself to push it in deep enough. Deep enough to cut me for real. Uh, you know, and I kept stopping and then doing it again and then saying, fuck, why can't I do it? And, uh, you know, trying again and again. Then I would walk around and I went to another spot in the park. Sat there. I took a picture. Uh, it's on Facebook. Um, I like the picture because nobody knows what really was going on in that picture. They just think it's me posing, looking cool. No. I wanted to take a picture just to, you know, this is the last picture of me you're ever going to see. And, uh, you know, I tried. I just wanted to cut my wrist, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it, but I really, really wanted to do it. And, uh, you know, I even tried listening to sad shit. And nothing could push me to do it, man. I don't know what the fuck. It's People say suicide is easy, but it is not. I don't think it is. If it is, we'd all be gone. There wouldn't be one human alive right now. Um, so I just, I couldn't do it. And I gave up. And I walked home. Still sad. For some reason, I felt a little better. Uh, I guess, I don't know, that was, there was a therapeutic thing to to knowing I wanted to do that, to know when I was going to do that, and, you know, I failed at it, thankfully, thankfully, because I couldn't do it. So, you know, then another instance, this is probably the last time I've ever attempted that, and ever will attempt that, and I'll tell you why after I tell this story. So I have this plan all night. I want to fucking do this. Now, this is another time. I can't remember if this was before or after the last time. I think it was after. It could be before, though. I'm not positive. Um, so I I have this plan to hang myself. And guys, this is kind of embarrassing being this open about some very, very dark shit. But... You know, I got to talk. I got to tell you guys. Because I know everybody deals with shit and they just don't want to talk about it. But I do. Um, yeah, so I, I I have this plan to hang myself. And all night I'm like, I'm going to get fucking drunk as hell. As drunk as I could possibly get. Go out. Get drunk. And, and I think there's a little hope that maybe if I go out I will change my mind. I'll have fun and I won't want to do that no more. So I do go out. I tell her, you know, I, I, I say, I think I tell her, like, goodbye. 
after tonight, you know, I'm going to end it in my life, blah, blah, blah. You know, which is kind of like, you know, I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have did that because it's like, it's kind of like putting her on the spot. Like, hey, I'm going to kill myself. Are you going to do something about it? I shouldn't have did that. In a way, I wanted her to save me, I guess. So I go out and, uh, you know, I actually tell her where I am and she winds up meeting me there, which made me the happiest person alive. She's like, where are you? And I was like, I'm outside of the bar. She was like, I'm here. Where are you at? And I was so happy, so happy to know that she came to maybe see me, maybe be with me. Maybe I don't have to do this. Maybe I will be happy because she's back. Come on, bro. Get real. Get real. Get real. Get real. If I knew that a narcissist, if I knew what the fucking narcissist is, I would have known that that will never happen. We will never be together because they don't stick with one person. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. Once they figure out everything about you, everything you have to offer, they don't want you no more. They want something new. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Anyway, so she goes there, and we hang. We dance. It's not very pleasant. You know, she's looking at me like she wants to fucking rip my fucking head off. Kind of talking about how she's talking to other people, yada, yada, yada. Telling me things that really will not make me want to live. <laughs> not making me feel better at all. Stone face, you know, you know what it is. Just miserable. She didn't want to be there. She basically had no other plans. Uh, no other supplies were available. So come to me. God, I wish I knew these things back then. Um. So, yeah, then I go home. She comes home with me because we get a ride. And I'm like, can you please stay with me? Can we try? Can we just fix this? Why do we got to be fucking doing this? Can't we go back to how it was in the beginning? That will never happen. That will never happen. You can't go back to the beginning once you're, once a narcissist does that shit. It's over, Johnny. There's no hope. No, none, not a nudie, never do dabba. None. Nothing. And I didn't know that. God, I wish I could talk to me back then. I wish I could talk to that person. I would make him so happy. I'd be like, listen, bro, this is what's going on. But I didn't know. And you can't blame me for that. So anyway, she leaves, of course. And I begin my thing. I begin what I was planning. I do the thing, I tell her, again, I shouldn't have told her, but I said, okay, I love you, I'm going to miss you, yada, yada, yada. She calls the cops, cops come to my house, and they say, we, we got a call that there was some uh, suggestions of suicide. And I felt so awkward. I go outside, there's at least six, seven cops. Now I'm exaggerating, there was like four or five Three of them were dudes, and one of them was a girl. We got a call about somebody, you know, suggesting suicide, saying they want to commit suicide. And I was like, ah, in my drunk voice, and always pleasant, even when I'm 
very depressed. I'm like, ah, I'm all right. You know, I'm just going through heartbreak right now. I'm sure you guys all could relate. And every cop, except the girl cop, all the men cops, were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the girl is like, not me. And I was like, ah. So basically, you know, we all know what it feels like to be fucked and hurt. But not that girl cop. She didn't. She was joking, though. It was funny. It was cute. There's nothing hotter than a girl in a police uniform. Come on, beat me with that nightstick, baby. Shove it up my ass. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Don't shove it up. Like, shimmy it in. All right, anyway. Um, Don't even shimmy it in. Like, kind of like, whatever. You guys know. I don't want to tell you how to do it. So, yeah, they leave me alone. They... That's it, you know? And in reality, they should have took me with them because what if I wound up doing it? They would have probably been in big trouble. I don't know if you could just leave. Okay, he said he's okay. Let's leave. I don't know. I don't know the rules with that, but I think if I would have actually killed myself and my mom wanted to uh, get them in trouble, she could. But, you know, they were cool cops, so it was cool. They understood. They understood what pain feels like. Um, and that was the last time I felt suicidal. And, you know, now that I've gotten better, I've, I've, I've learned everything I need to know about that kind of relationship to never go back to that kind of relation. Even though I did fuck up, I went back, I swallowed the poison again. Now, now I know I did. I had to taste one more time. To make sure that all these videos about narcissists were were real. You know, maybe they're wrong. Maybe she isn't one. But there's no denying it. I had to taste the I had to taste that poison one more time just to make sure, just to be positive. Through the whole time of us talking again, I did tell her numerous times, pretty sure you're a fucking narcissist. Pretty sure. She's like, no, I'm not. How can you think that? And uh, I'm like, well, maybe because every single video, people, professionals, are all saying exactly, exactly to the T what you do. And there's no denying it. You know what? Sometimes I listen to these videos and I think I'm a narcissist. But... That's bullshit. You know, I might have some narcissistic traits. I will say that. Such as one of them is they don't want you to like them. And I noticed when someone starts liking me is when I pull back is when I don't like it. I start pulling back. I don't I don't know if I like them up until they start liking me and showing me too much love. It it kind of makes me step back a little. Another trait I might have is uh, um, sometimes I can be a little unempathetic. I can be a little cold. Uh, 
Like, if someone's crying over something really fucking dumb, it kind of annoys me. And I don't know if that's narcissistic or just, you know, I'm I'm more hard. You know, I'm rougher on the inside. Um, for instance, uh, a friend was like, oh, my, my ex showed me a video of my dog and it just breaks my heart. And I'm like... Why? <laughs> the dog's fine. He's running, having fun. Come on. Like, shit like that kind of irks me. Like, there's so many bad things in the world, and that's what's breaking your heart. Uh, but anyway, to remind you guys, we all, we all, every single human has narcissistic traits. Everyone. But not everyone is a narcissist keep that clear keep it clear and you know at the end of the day i know i'm not a narcissist because one they know what they are they know what they're doing i would know what i'm doing and number two i care about people way too fucking much narcissists don't care about people they only care about what the people make them feel and I don't constantly need supply all the time. I I mean, I like talking to people. I like having a relationship. I like having a connection with a woman. But I don't need it. It, ain't, it doesn't give me life the way it gives a covert narcissist life. They need it. They fucking need it because they hate themselves. And they have to live vicariously through you. They hate themselves. They're ashamed of themselves. They think they are pieces of shit. They they have low self-esteem, and that's it, you know, which is another thing, false reasons why I know I am not a narcissist, because I happen to love myself. Not in a conceited dickhead way, but in a, you know, I think I'm cool, I'm fun, I think I like my personality, and I'm enjoyable, and I'm kind of crazy. Anyway, guys, I think that's the podcast. Uh, let me just tell you guys a little bit about why you should never kill yourself. Because life is too good, man. We got it good. No matter what we went through, it's all it's all meaningful. I mean, we have to go through those things. We have to go through pain. We have to go through suffering. And, you know, I haven't been through half of what some people have been through. Everyone's been through something different. Unique to them, painful to them. Ever, even the fucking narcissist has been through something. Whew. Man, I'm running out of breath. But my point is, hold on. If you could just hold on through that rough patch, and I believe things will get good for you. At least better. And they won't stay great because they never do. Nothing is constant things are always changing why is my internet not working hold on love yourself and that's all we gotta say guys i love you have a great day take it easy take care and uh, hold on and no way is this podcast condoning suicide at all it's a stupid thing to do it's the wrong choice it's if you can live to see it you will see that you made a mistake 
But unfortunately, if you do it, you won't be able to look at that in hindsight because you won't be here. So try to stay alive so you can see it in hindsight. All right, guys, that's all we got. I love you. Take it easy and goodbye. Actually, see you later.